0: Hey guys, my name is Scott Niemeyer and I'm the lead pastor of High Point Church in Friendswood, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We believe that church is not just an event you attend, it is a family that you belong to. We also believe that it's God's plan for every person on their spiritual journey to know God, to find some freedom from your past so that you can discover your purpose and ultimately you can make a difference. And we exist as a church to help you on that journey. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by today's message. Let's jump in and let's get started. Well, everybody, you guys are in for a very special treat today. Uh, we have a, a special guest with us that's going to be able to bring the word. And let me kind of give you a little bit of a backstory. This is a good friend of mine, uh, but he's a friend of mine that I didn't know even a year and a half ago. Uh, it was a year and a half ago, this, uh, about, I guess it was in the summertime. And uh, we were doing some traveling, wrapping up a vacation and we were heading down to Birmingham, Alabama for a church conference. So we were wrapping up vacation. We had spent some time in New York. We were catching a flight. And so we got up early cause Kelly likes to book the earliest flight in the world every time we fly. I don't know for what reason, maybe because it's nonstop. This one wasn't even nonstop though. Cause I mean, no, nothing's nonstop to Birmingham, Alabama. Let's go. So, anyway, we're in LaGuardia Airport. I think it's 5 a.m. and it's 5 a.m. East Coast time. That means it's early. And uh, we're walking through, there's not much open, but one. Uh, one place of business was open, and it was Dunkin' Donuts. And me and my boys were kind of walking through. Kelly had already gone ahead to the to the to the gate or something, and we're walking through trying to figure out where we're going. And there's this long line of people at Dunkin' Donuts. And in this line, there's this guy. And as I'm walking up, he sees me before I see him, and uh, and he sees my hat. And it was a hat that actually says. Uh, the miracle way on it. And it says Nemeas, which is the brand that my daughter works for out in California. Anyway, it is a cool hat. And he recognized that. He kind of likes hats and he's like, man, I'll never know what that hat is. But when we kind of passed by each other, I almost ran into him and we kind of made eye contact, but we don't know, we didn't know each other. It was kind of a weird moment, you know? How many of you guys ever had an awkward moment before you're like, oh, that was weird. That guy's in my space, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, I go, we fly through Baltimore to Birmingham, Alabama. Apparently he flies to Washington, then the Birmingham, Alabama. We're at the church conference. After the conference, we go visit a college and we're we're taking a tour of a Christian college there. And I go into the bookstore there and this guy sees me. He looks at me, he goes, I saw you in LaGuardia this morning. And I'm like, yeah, I saw you too. It was awkward. Anyway, he goes, I saw your cap. And I just love the fact that, how many of you know God can use just tiny things to be able to bring two worlds together because God always, listen, God is always interested in us building bridges. And what happened is we hung out with our wives that week and we uh, you know, had dinner several times. We created a friendship. I said, man, what do you do? He asked me what I did. We're both pastors. We pastor obviously here in Friendswood. He pastors in Kloof, which is outside of Durban, South Africa, okay? And God has just brought us together just for his kingdom purposes. We've since been there. They were with us on marriage night a year ago. He and his wife were, and we've been there and been able to sow into some of the great ministries. They have four or five different ministries that go out from their church. We've been able to partner with them, and God is really just starting to build this bridge. And so you are in for a treat today. Uh, I asked him, because I've known he's been coming for a couple of months now, because you have to plan this kind of stuff out. I said, man, what's God speaking to you? He's gonna tell you a little bit about that. But the idea of the message today is the other side. And I don't wanna tell you too much. I wanna make sure he can communicate that. But I just begin to think about the other side and how that would connect with the series that we're on entitled Bridges. Now, I didn't know we were gonna be in Bridges at that particular time, but how many know God knows. What I'm trying to say is God has placed a word in this man's heart just for you. And I believe that every time we come into the house of God, if you will open up your heart and you will open up your mind and your spirit, I believe that God wants to speak something to our church collectively, but to you individually today also. I'm gonna get out of the way because he's here to share this message. If you don't mind, put your hands together for Hilton Greg all the way from South Africa. Let's go, let's go, let's go.
1: Thank you so much for that introduction. This church doesn't play games, man. I get Fiji water. This is is rare in South Africa. It really is so good to be here. As you can hear, I've got a bit of a different accent. I'm South African, although I can speak Texan. All right, all right, all right. We've been saying that all week. Scott and I are like two little kids cruising around Houston the last few days. Kelly's convinced we've got a bit of a bromance going. We just have fun together. It's just been amazing. Um, so, uh, Scotty took me to an NBA game, Scotty, Scotty. <laughs> it's like Pastor, Pastor Scott, Scott. yeah, very, that's too official, we, yeah. so he took me to an uh, NBA game, and uh, I, I noticed something again, so last year I was here for the, uh, we went to the, the, the radio cook-off, yeah. and as I walk in, it said, world barbecue champs. I took a photo of it Um, there, world championship barbecue. So we call it a braai in South Africa. We braai flace, which is meat and we eat porovos. any South Africans here? Although Craig, my friend used to live in South Africa, he's wearing my my rugby teams, uh, local rugby teams jersey just for me today. So thank you so much, so good to have you. Um, Anyway, so I see that I'm like, seeing as it's a world championship, like what countries are involved in this? He's like, no, it's, it's just us. I'm like, well, you can't call it a world championship. <laughs> anyway, then we go to the NBA game the other night and I, I see this, by the way, Houston Rockets represent, they won an amazing game against Phoenix Suns, but I see world champions again. I'm like, who else played in that competition? No, just Americans. I'm like, can I show you world champions? <laughs> South Africa, the Springboks, we won the Rugby World Cup. We actually got to play other countries and we are officially, <laughs> The world champions. I'm just teasing y'all. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. So I don't know if you guys know this. I know rugby's not a deal here in, in the US, but you guys are hosting the Rugby World Cup in three years. Did you know that? We didn't even know. You didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Scott said, why? Wow. I said, well, your team's never made the playoffs. <laughs> but anyway, the, they will now play in the World Cup. By default, yes, but no. you guys actually have a really, they're called the Eagles, by the way, a really good um, sevens rugby team, but oh, enough of that, uh, just so good to be here with you uh, this morning, really a privilege, thank you, uh, Scott and Kelly, you guys are amazing, It's just amazing uh, when you tell a story how we met and how God brought two people together and he built a bridge through, uh, uh, I call it a cap. He says, I say, cap, cap. He's trying to imitate my South African accent the whole time. So you guys call it a hat, but it's just amazing how God works, you know? And now my daughter who's studying fashion in South Africa, they've convinced me, she's coming over tomorrow now to meet their daughter, Destiny, who's in fashion. Just just see the connections and the bridges being built the whole time. God has always got a plan for all of our lives and it's all about connections and and all those. I mean, I don't know how you got to be here this morning, but probably someone invited you and just amazing how God works. Here's my old friend from South Africa, just, just connections, he's all about connections, but just wanted to thank you guys for uh, our connection, I'm just so grateful to God for what he's done in and through our lives, and you guys have been so kind to us, um, just also, I came a few days earlier just to have some fun, and uh, I've eaten Shake Shack, Chick-fil-A, We've, I've had three milkshakes, and Scott made me the best chocolate malt milkshake last night, it was just amazing, I was so heavy when I fell asleep, so I had to run this morning at 5 a.m., but really, thank you so much. And just to, to thank you guys, because your pastors have been such a blessing to us in so many ways. Obviously, they got to come out last year to South Africa, see what God is doing there. And uh, I wanted to report this back to you quickly. Uh, so in the middle of the service, it's not common or uncommon that our power cuts, we have a lot of, it's called load shedding, where we don't have power uh, two hours at a time. And it happens to be 8 to 10 a.m. on a Sunday, and our service starts at 9. It's a real mess, to be honest, and we run generators and so while they were there with us, I'm like, please, Lord, let the power cut. maybe they can help us out here. No, I'm kidding. The power cut, middle of worship, we just had no sound. And anyway, they felt to sew into that, High Point Church, you guys sewed into that. I know you also sewed into the shoes for our dance uh, community, and I think you guys got to see that video. Um, so they sewed into that. We then took a legacy offering um, not uh, long after that, and we raised 700 and. 52,000 Rand, which is about 40,000 US dollars. It was gonna cost us about 60,000 US dollars, uh, maybe 50 to 60,000 for us to run solar uh, and inverters and batteries so that we could run our service without interruption. Anyway, Scott felt to so into that. And this is just crazy. I got a quote, 956,000 Rand, ex VAT, ex our taxes, because we can get that back, you know, because we're non profit. And it was, I can show you the invoice, 956,000. We raised 752,000. You guys sew in some dollars. It clears later that week. Can you guess how much? 204,000 Rand. 752 plus 204. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but that equals exactly 956, exactly what we needed. And I wanna show you some pictures of the solar that you guys invested into. There's our batteries and the inverters. And then on the the roof, we've got a whole bunch of panels and now we can run our services on Sunday. So thank you so much. Honestly, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, I I better get to some kind of words, because I didn't get you all the way here just to uh, tell stories. Uh, And this this year and every year, I just ask God for a word and Scott already said, you know, the other side, I've got a a cap for someone. give that to someone who likes caps maybe at the end of the service. The other side just kind of dropped and everywhere I read in the Bible, I just started to read these three words and I'd never noticed them like that before. And God started to show me six things that out of this, this, these words, the other side, and I wanted to share those with you today and really hope that encourages you. And it's kind of become my word for the year And I'm gonna tell you a little bit about something else that we're excited about with with these three words. But have you got your Bibles with you today? I know most of you got them on your phones nowadays. Uh, It'll be up on the screen as well. Um, Who's got a real Bible today? Anyone? You just lifted your phone, that's not a real Bible. Anyone got like a real Bible, like actual paper? Ah, look at that, well done. I think you get the cap. I think that's a good idea. Okay, there we go. Okay. No, listen, I mean, just if you open your phone, just don't go on to Instagram, Facebook and all these other things. But uh, I'm gonna bring you to a passage in, in John 21. But as God deposited these words or the story to me, I was reading Luke 5 and that's when he called the first disciples. And he, you know the story, I think many of you, where he, he tells them to go a little deeper and throw their nets to the other side because they hadn't caught any fish. And then there was this huge harvest of fish that they caught. And then... I'm reading John 21, and it will be up on the screen. It says, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. It took them a while back, actually for them to realize who he was. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. And he said, throw your net on the other side of the boats, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Now, this story is not when he called the first disciples. This is after he was resurrected. This, it's almost like two bookend stories of the life of Jesus that started with this crazy little story about just throw your net to the other side. And I was like, there's something in this, the other side. And the first point, if you are taking notes today, I'm giving you six things, is Jesus works differently to the world. He's always about the other side and his ways are always different. His ways are always higher. His ways are always better. And I don't know who this is for today, but whether it's your business, whatever opportunity that you may find yourself in, just remember that God is always gonna do something on the other side. It might look a little different to what you're trying. I mean, these guys were laboring away, trying to catch fish. And Jesus said, no, just throw it to the other side. And I can imagine them thinking like, Jesus, do you do know that there's water under this boat that these fish go between? What's the difference between here and there? He's like, just throw it to the other side. And I think that is for someone here today that we just need to be obedient when he speaks, when he tells us to do something on the other side. And I was praying this morning, and I just, I haven't got the scripture because I added this, but this is for someone here today. I know it's a bit of a crazy year, it's election year, it's also election year in South Africa, but I was feeling this for some business person here today, Ecclesiastes 11, and it speaks about dividing your investments. It speaks about managing your risks correctly, and just be sensitive to when God might say, just, just do something on the other side, something different. So that's for someone here today. Okay? Oh, that's just something prophetically I just felt. So that's the first thing. He works differently in the world. Let's listen to him. The second thing is, and God led me to the Good Samaritan story. I think a lot of us are familiar with that story. Um, and let me just read it. But it says here Jesus replied with a story. He says, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by the bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along. This was a religious man. But when he saw the man lying there, notice this, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. The temple assistant walked over, also someone who worked within the church, walked over and looked at him lying there. He also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. And then he went over to him, to the other side of the road. The Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man in his own donkey and took him to the Holiday Inn. You guys have those here, right? Where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If his bills runs higher than this, I'll pay it the next time I see This was a town that people pass through often. Now, which of these three would you say was the neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? This is Jesus telling the story. And then, so it says, Jesus asked, and the man replied, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. So God was just really starting to speak to me about this whole idea of the other side. I just started to see these words everywhere. And the second thing, if you're taking notes, is Jesus loves All people. And we need to be intentional as people, church, to cross to the other side of the road, to care for people. Not be people, which even in this story, were religious people who just turned a blind eye. It's like, that problem's too big for me, I can't deal with it. And it happens so much in South Africa, guys, I can't even begin to tell you. I mean, you ask your pastors, they've been there. There is need everywhere. I mean, we drove past someone trying to get food out of a rubbish bin, trash can, you guys call it. And and you, you can't do everything but you can do something. And so for us as a church, we've been challenged by this. If we closed, would anyone know that we closed? Anyone in our community know? Because there is so much need everywhere. Let's not be those people that just ignore the issue, cross to the other side of the road, like I can't deal with that. But God, let me go and do something and be intentional on the other side of the road. Because this is what the Bible says in Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Those that need it. I mean, we all need it. And he says, I've sent, he has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim the captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. The brokenhearted. Those, I know you guys have a lot of need here in Houston. You don't need to go on mission to the other side of the world. Um, I mean, the Bible speaks about, you know, to Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. I think we've gotta be intentional in all those spaces, but you guys have got need in and around your own community. Let's not ignore the need. And I said, I would come back to it, but we are, We've been praying about starting up a foundation here in the U.S. called The Other Side. I didn't know what to call it until this landed the other day. And then Scott says, can you come preach? We're doing a, a series called Bridges and it's amazing how God's built this bridge. But we, we would love to set up something because there's so much that we're doing on the other side. I know you guys have seen some of it, but we've got an orphanage. We've just built our 10th home. We've got um, six orphan kids per home with house mothers looking after them. We are teaching them. We've, we've set up a school. I wish I could show you more and have more time with you today. I just don't, and just been amazing um, what God is doing there. Um, then we've got a, a nonprofit with about 30 staff going into schools, teaching into you know, human, tra- human trafficking, bringing awareness to gender-based violence, racism, all those things. They, we, we've just been commissioned by the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund, which is massive, to uh, run and the whole campaign for gender-based violence. It's been a huge stamp of approval for our ministry. The government are getting behind some of what we're doing now. We, we're starting to rewrite the whole life orientation, orientation curriculum for schools across South Africa. We The, the curriculum is going, going to Russia, into China, into Ukraine, and we like just this little group of people. Like, it's just amazing what God is doing. And so we are wanting to set up something here so that... Uh, I've, I've heard many times Scott say, you gotta make it easy for people to give so you can get a tax rebate for that as well. But we wanted to do that. And if anyone has got any ideas how we do that, I'm, that's one of the things I'm exploring when I'm here, setting up a foundation on the other side. But God's called us to not ignore the issues but cross to the other side of the road. That's two, are you ready for the third one? Yeah. It's getting hot in here, right? I'm saying hot, not physically hot, I'm just saying God's starting to stir our hearts. Yeah. The third thing, that God led me to when I was reading about the other side, and remember, I'm starting to see this everywhere. And I read this in Luke 8:22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, "Let's cross to the other side of the lake." And just by the way, if uh, I don't know if any of you have been to to Israel before, just amazing. The rockets started going off when we were there last year, so grateful we got out. But um, the Sea of Galilee just was the most special place to me. There's a photo of of me standing on the top of a mountain looking, most of the ministry of Jesus happened in that little top section there, can you believe it? That's that's where he grew up, the little town he grew up. And when he said, I crossed to the other side of the lake, it was across there. In the middle of the, the, the dam there, the lake, is where he would have walked on water. Standing there, seeing this, I mean, I was so emotional. I was like, this is this makes the, the pages of the Bible real to me. It was just, the proximity and all those things just started to make sense. It's actually a lot smaller than I thought. Anyway, so he says, "Yeah, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got on the boat and started out. As they were sailing across, Jesus settled down for a nap. <laughs> I love that. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake when we frantic and fretting, you know, he's just taking a nap. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, master, master, we're gonna drown. It's amazing what our mom does. eh? We're gonna die, Everything's gonna fall apart. It's all gonna go wrong. Jesus is taking a nap. Just like, just just, can you relax a little bit? By the way, men never tell your wife just to do that. It has the opposite effect. Just relax, (laughs) it has the opposite effect. So the disciples went and woke him, master, master, we're gonna drown. And when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and raging waves Suddenly, love that word suddenly. Lots of suddenlies when Jesus is around. The storm, storm stopped and all was calm. And then he asked them, Hey, where's your faith? We were talking about this yesterday. It's like, Come on, buddy, where's your faith? We, you know, we, why were you worried? The disciples were terrified and amazed at the same time. And then they said, Who is this man? They, they were trying to figure out who this guy was. They asked, and then he says, When he gives a command, even the wind and waves obey him. What's amazing is they were about to find out who this man really was. And here's another story on the other side. Immediately after this, this is Matthew 14, now 22, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. I'm like, God, I think you're speaking to me. Because <laughs> I hadn't yet got the theme for my year. And I was like, I kept reading these words on the other side. While he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell when he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy ways. They, they basically left Jesus. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said, take courage, I am here. And this is the famous story we Peter got out, got out and walked on water. He says, then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you tell me to come and walk on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and he walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. He says, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. And they said, you really are the son of God, my point three today is for someone here is invite Jesus into your boat because there are going to be storms. There's going to be trouble. saying, could you be more encouraging today I, and, and more convincing? I'm convinced there's going to be trouble. The Bible speaks about it on this. He says in this world that we will have trouble, but have peace. Here on earth, you have trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. But what amazes me about this moment it took the trial, it took the issue, the struggle, the trouble for them to recognize who Jesus really was. Isn't that so true of our own lives? You know, when everything's going good, everything's right, it's like we don't need Jesus. I mean, you guys live in the greatest state in the greatest country in the world, right? Things are good. And sometimes we forget about Jesus in those moments. But let me tell you, when we're on the journey to the other side, we're on a, all of us are on a journey there's gonna be trouble. And I'm not like prophesying that negatively. I, I you know, pray not, but there is. But we need to invite Jesus into our boat. And it's in those moments, I believe that God really rocks up. And we get to understand and see who he really is. So if you're going through something right now, just know that it's gonna be an opportunity for you to see Jesus in all his glory come through and you're gonna see his power. So I and mean, I was talking with uh, you guys before the service westerns, Son, man, it's a difficult time for you guys, but I really believe as you've invited Jesus into that boat, you're going you're to see Him come through. It's in the trouble and the difficulty that God shows up. I don't know what you're going through today, but invite Jesus into your boat. Fourth thing. God led me to Luke eight twenty-six again as I'm discovering the other side. I'm like, this is amazing. God just started showing me all these things And Luke eight. 26 says this. So they arrived in the region of, of uh, Gerasenes, I think that's how you pronounce it, across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time, he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside the town. And I don't have time to go into the whole story, but this is when he heals the demon possessed man and he casts the demons into the pigs. And Guy was completely set free. He was an outcast, living out of the town, and uh, Jesus sets him free. But then Jesus, after that miracle, I mean, this guy wanted to come with him. He said, "No, no, no, stay here in your town." And then he, in Luke, if we go forward a few verses, Luke eight thirty-seven says, "So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake." Again, I'm seeing these words, "the other side." And then in Luke eight forty, he says, "Then on the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus." because they had been waiting for him. And this story happens next, which I don't have time to go into, is where he is on the way to uh, raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. Do you know that story? He's on the way, and they basically sent a message, that don't bother coming, you've taken too long, basically she's dead. And he says, just have faith, just believe. And she was raised from the dead. Also in the same story with all the crowds, it was the bleeding woman story where she pushed through the crowds just to touch him. And as she touches the end of his garment, the cloak, by the way, I learned this in Israel, you know that we speak about there's healing in his wings? There was a prophecy from Isaiah that he will have healing in his wings. The edge of a garment, if you look at the root word, uh, speaks about the wings, which are the end of the tassels of Jesus. This woman starts a revolution. She had obviously read the prophecy and gone, if I can just touch the She was instantly healed. This is the story. And wherever Jesus went, people just wanted to touch the end of his robe and they were healed. Isn't it amazing? That's a side note there. But you see, as he goes over to the other side, there's always miracles and things were happening. And then after walking on the water, just two other quick ones here. Matthew 14 14 says, sorry, there's a lot of uh, scripture here today, but I think it's so important. I don't wanna come and give you my South African stories and entertain you. I wanna give you the word of God. I think this is the thing that changes lives. After they crossed the lake on the other side, they landed in Gethsemane again. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all the sick to be healed. They begged them to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. And now you can see what this, this bleeding woman's story has got so much more to it than that. She started this whole thing. And then again, in Luke 6, after this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miracles, miraculous signs, as he healed the sick. And this particular story, he ends up feeding the 5,000, which I'll come back to in a, in a moment. But the fourth thing that God showed me as I'm reading all of this is that with Jesus, the miracle's always on the other side. I wanna declare that for your own life is you gotta get up and you gotta just hear Jesus, go across, yes, you're gonna have troubles, invite him into a boat, but when you get to the other side, the miracle's always on the yes. other side. And I'm believing that for you guys too. Let's hope that there's a miracle on the other side of what's gonna happen in America this year, really just believing that. But in your own life, whatever you trust in God for, maybe you're on a lonely journey right now, but the miracle is always on the other side. I mean, you just see it time and time again with all of these stories. Miracle's always on the other side of the decision that you make today, to make Jesus Lord of your life. The miracle's on the other side of the decision that you made last week at the marriage night. <laughs> for your marriage, he wants the best. And when we make these decisions and we just trust God with them, the miracle's on the other side. I'm, I'm believing for healed marriages. The miracle's on the other side of this business decision that you're gonna make this week. It maybe be a bit of a risky one, but as you obedient to God, the miracle's on the other side. And as we step out of faith, what, what could be on the other side of all these decisions that we make? And I was listening to a podcast the other day and the guy said this, it was just amazing. I mean, this was when I was here with you the other day. Most of the significant breakthroughs we will have are on the other side of significant change. When we decide to let something go, make a change, release from our comfort zones and cross to the other side. That's when we have the most significant breakthroughs in our life. So i want to say something that Scotty says, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Because there's a miracle waiting for you on the other side. Two more things, are you ready? Are you still with me here today? Should I tell a South African joke? (laughs) None of my jokes would work here. Completely different humor. And guys, this one, I hope I don't get emotional yet, but this one really hit me because all of these are quite nice, you know? Yes, we've got a bit of struggle, but the miracle's on the other side and God was speaking all of that to me. But then he said, Hilton, the other side isn't always so nice to digest. I don't know if you're ready for this, but this story, I've read it before, but it, it, it was powerful. Luke 16. There was a certain rich man He was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen, like Pastor Scott. So <laughs> oh, many teasing. Who lived each day in luxury. And I, I, I'm maybe just challenging all of us here today. I would say we, we're pretty blessed, most of us in this room. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, who was covered in sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Pretty graphic story. Finally, the poor man died. Word finally is quite interesting. It's like, it was better for him to die. Finally, finally, it's just too hard here on earth. And was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. On the other side, for him, it was good. The rich man also died and was buried and he went to the place of the dead. I won't say that word because it's a swear word here, right, I've learned that. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, he said, Father Abraham, have some pity, send Lazarus over here to the other side to dip just the tip of his finger in in water and cool my tongue. I'm in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, son, remember that during your lifetime, you had everything you wanted and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted and you're in anguish. You, you, you never crossed over to the other side when you had plenty of opportunity to. And besides, there is a great chasm that is separating us. No one can cross over to you from here. This hit me. And, you, and then he says, and no one can cross over to us from, from here, from, from there. Then the rich man said, please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home for I have five brothers and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in the place of torment. please, please could you just do it for my family? But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them already. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham. He says, but if, if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, they won't listen to Moses and the prophets. They won't be persuaded. Even if someone rises from the dead. It's like, some of you guys have been sitting in church all your life and it's like, God's doing everything. He's shown himself, revealed himself, but some of us are just too stubborn to even let him in. But, but the, what God spoke to me here is it's too late then. And, and we have to have a sense of urgency. So the fifth thing is Jesus. Uh, so people need Jesus now. South Africa, we we use the word now in many contexts. Scott's already laughing. So we we use the word now, 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 just now, and right now. And they all mean completely different things. So if I say, I'll see you just now, I've had uh, Americans uh, on the other side of those words, like waiting, like you just said now. No, no, just now for us is like, it's not now, it's just in a little while now. Also, if I'm on the phone and I'm on the way to someone, I'll see you now now, meaning I'm literally on the way to you. But if I say, I'm gonna see you just now, that could just be a little bit longer than now now. <laughs> right now is now, like it's uh, right now. I'm gonna do it right now. It's like the next thing I'm gonna do. And then now, I don't know what that means. That could mean anything. Like... <laughs> but how many times do seriously, and even in South African, we, we maybe have that language because we procrastinate so much. People need Jesus, not just now, not now, 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 today, right now. And then, when God was showing me this, it was oh, it was wrecking me because I was just thinking about like my friends and family that don't know Jesus. They need him now. I know we got we got to use wisdom and how we deal with those things, and we don't Bible bash and preach at people. And you know, I think God can even use our insensitivity sometimes. Parker shared a story about just being intentional with that, just to witness to people. So scared. God just drops a little whisper in your heart and you're at the store, wherever you are. Just do it now. Because I believe that as we start to be obedient to those little whispers, he starts to speak more. And God, is there's gonna be amazing stories that you guys are gonna be able to witness to. You you can't just sit there and hear the pastors share testimonies. You guys gotta do the stuff yourself. This is for all of us. Jesus is telling the story for everyone, not just pastors. And God gave me these words. It it kind of, I hope it makes sense, but, but I wrote this down as he's depositing this. He says, our other side now, so that's our other side now, meaning going to the other side will determine others other side then. Does that make sense? So if we're intentional now to cross to the other side of that friendship in that workspace, in that relationship, in that store, it will determine them, the others, other side then for eternity. We have to, do it now. And then the last thing, the sixth thing. am hey, good for it, huh? And this will just tie everything together. And this is what God spoke to me. I said I would come back to the feeding of the 5,000, which was more than 5,000, by the way. They only used to count the men. Sorry, ladies, but that was just how they did in those days. But it, it said you know, there would have been 5,000 men and women and children, maybe 12,000 people. I don't know if you... You know that, but that's how they would document things in those days. But then God led me to this passage, and this is the last one. John 6, 16. That evening, Jesus went down to the shore to wait for him. Sorry, the disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got in the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. By now they learned that Jesus would just catch up because <laughs> he walked on the water a few times. It actually is not far across. You know, I showed you that picture. It's about 21 kilometers lengthwise and only about, I think it's about between, I'll do it in miles, about five to eight miles across. So it wasn't too far. So, you, so Jesus, you know, you could just walk across the water. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles, because they now were in the middle of the lake, in the the middle of the Sea of Galilee, when they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. Again, they were terrified, but he called out to them, don't be afraid, you know, it's it's me again, I'm here. (laughs) Then this word, I did a whole study on this word, it says, then they were eager to let him in the boat. Some versions say they willingly received him because they know that they need Jesus I'm hoping that some of you willingly receive Jesus into your situation today. Hey. But get ready for the word to blow your mind. Because this was like, I thought I'd done all I needed to for the other side. And Jesus, very late in me, kind of, this was actually only a few weeks ago, this, this, this thought came. It says, they let him in the boat. Many of us missed this. And immediately, they arrived at their destination forget this, they're halfway across, three, four miles across. See Jesus coming, he gets in the boat and then immediately, they're at the other side. And I was like, God, there's something in this. And the sixth and final thing is there will be supernatural, favor-filled suddenlies in your life with Jesus where you suddenly gonna find yourself on the other side. How did I get here? How did this happen? You, you, okay, God, I'm gonna beat into you, I'm gonna go Yeah, I've got some storms along the way, but, but suddenly I'm here, like, this is crazy. And I'm having a moment right now because I'm, I'm feeling the, God, the spirit of God all over me. So I, I'm in Houston, Texas. Suddenly I found myself here. And let me just tell you something, and I felt to share this. I didn't know where I'd shared in the story, but now it's all making sense. I was terrified to stand up and talk in front of people. I, for my, uh, uh, my final year of school, I, I did speech and drama was the easiest subject. That's the only reason I did it. Um, I, I had to stand up and deliver a poem to the whole grade in an auditorium like this. And I got up to speak. And as I went like this, nothing came out of my mouth. So I like dropped my head to breathe. I tried again. I was so nervous, couldn't speak. The teacher said, don't worry, Hilton, it's gonna be okay this stage and I'll never forget the image as I'm looking out at you today I had all my friends sitting at the back going <laughs> I was so embarrassed like God like, uh, like help me uh, try it again and I uh, delivered this poem probably just horrifically don't laugh at me Brandy. <laughs> kidding that's what it was like I was terrified I thought I'd never ever be able to do what I'm doing today but suddenly I found myself leading a church, speaking to everyone in Friendswood here in Houston. That that is a favor filled suddenly for me. And I'm just believing that for you in your own life, that there is suddenly gonna be breakthrough. Suddenly there's breakthrough for your son. Suddenly there's breakthrough for your business. Suddenly there's breakthrough for your marriage. Suddenly there's breakthrough and you're able to conceive. Suddenly, that's what Jesus is all about. Suddenly he found himself on the other side of the lake. And just to wrap it all up, because I believe God loves to throw in these little favor stories and these little confirmations. By the way, when you are on the journey to the other side, ask God, and he will. And maybe today has been a confirmation for someone. So I'm sitting with a friend on the Saturday, and I was sharing with him, this was a few weeks ago, this thought of the suddenlies. He, he was looking at me. He was meant to come on this trip, but he had some business used to in Houston. He's going to be here Real bummer, because I got serious FOMO. I just wanted him to be with me. I don't like being alone. My wife's not here with me this time. We're hoping to come back in July and you can meet my better half. Oh, I forgot to show you a photo of my better half. There he goes. That's my wife. Jen, you remember from the last time? And then my, these are my four kids. It's um, so my daughter on the left is coming out. Um, I'm so excited; she's going to be here in two days. But I'm sitting with this friend, and I'm sharing this. He, he's staring at me with the biggest eyes. He, he was like, "I can't believe what you, you're saying." So I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, uh, "Yesterday, he's got a little WhatsApp group. Uh, do you guys use WhatsApp?" Yet? I message with his family. And he shared the same scripture with them. And he was telling me that he shared this exact thing. And I was like, you're kidding. He, he was like, this is such confirmation. This was the day before. And I've actually got a screenshot of his family's WhatsApp conversation. Pull it up on the screen. This, was, this happened the day before. Did you get that screenshot? Did I not send it to you? open skies kloof oh, no, not that. look at what you guys have open skies kloof look at what oh. you guys have done what about my batteries thing? installed solar panels can you pass my phone scotty it's just under there maybe didn't get through there is there nice and small zoom in camera But the top part is the scripture. And then it says, this is him telling his family, Jesus walked on water to prove that he was God even over the the creation he created. Then, after they stopped fear and led him in the boat, they were supernaturally teleported to the other side. And I'm busy sharing with him my word for the year. And he's like, this is crazy. And his son says, wow, (laughs) like someone just said right now. And then he says, people only know about the walking on water not the second miracle. The miracle is always on the other side. But you to find yourself suddenly. Like God's going to fast track some things for your life. And I'm, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to close in prayer now. Because I'm. Suddenly you're going to be in your. Suddenly you're going to be in your offices. That's going to be soon. Suddenly the the the, the finance is just going to come. I don't know, but suddenly. we pray Father thank you so much for your word there's nothing more powerful than the words in this book that we get privileged to read I even pray even some of these stories would stir people's hearts just to get a passion you would begin to just explode things in our hearts and minds as we read it as we've read these stories today it just speaks to us Lord thank you for showing me this side, I I pray they would bring encouragement to you. I point church, anyone else that is watching online, and Lord, I just pray, I pray as they take the journey to the other side, whatever it is for them, whatever the other side looks for them, that they would be obedient, Lord, to your wisdom. As they're on the way, when there's challenges, that you would bring them through because you they would, even today, why don't you do that? If you're in a bit of a, say the word pickle, here, Struggle. Invite Jesus, say, Lord, I don't know why I haven't done this already, but Lord. I'm trying to fight in my own strength. And Lord, when they get to the other side, whatever it is for them, that decision. Miracle. So evident. And Lord, lastly, I pray for favorful. This is not a prosperity gospel thing, you know. This is the word of God. We, 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 we believe in those favorful stories, God, where we can't do it on our own, but suddenly you've done it. And we pray that over every family here today. And I pray that over this church, Lord God. Suddenly the resource will come, they'll be in their new facility. But Lord, help us never forget the people on the other side, whether it's on the other side of the world, whether it's on the other side of our street that need help now. Give us creative ideas. Help us be intentional to reach those people now so that their other side in eternity will look a whole lot different than it does right now. Would you speak to our hearts, God, where we can... Use the skills, the gifts, the talents that we have. Help people on the other side. In Jesus' name. Last prayer, if you here today, your heart's been stirred by the worship, the word, just all that God's been saying and doing, and you haven't fully asked Jesus to come into your boat, you need to do that today. It's just a simple prayer, I'll pray, pray it with you. You can just whisper it quietly in your heart. It's a private decision that you're gonna make. I do think it's important after you made the decision to come and tell someone publicly and let someone know. Why don't you pray this? It's a prayer of surrender. Say, God, I give you my life today. I invite you into my life, into my boat. Lord, come and be first. Lord, I'm sorry for all that I've done, which is wrong. Forgive me. Take away my guilt, my shame. Thank you for dying on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and sin free. And Lord, come and lead me, guide me. And I'm so excited to journey this life with you as Lord. Take me on a venture, Lord, to the other side. In Jesus' mighty name. Everyone agreed and said, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us. If you've been encouraged by our ministry, we would love for you to like, subscribe, and share this video. If you'd like to help us to continue spreading the message of Jesus all around the world through giving, or you'd like more information on our Sunday services, you can visit us online at myhighpointchurch.com, or you can follow us on social media at My High Point Church.